Hey, what's up? It's Dr. Josh. And I know you've heard me talk about Clinic Gym Connect, but the power of Clinic Gym Connect is really well demonstrated in following up with patients who already know, like, and trust you. So here's two users, Dr. Carson Ani from Capital Sports Medicine and his office manager, Mark, talking about how you can use Clinic Gym Connect to follow up with your very interested, very warm clients. It's always hard to bring in new people and it's just easier to talk with the people that already know, like, and trust you. And so once we figured out that Clinic Gym Connect was a software that can really help with that, I took Mark through all the trainings and said, have at it. I wanted to contact the most recent patients that have been in. Dr. Carson showed me Clinic Gym Connect. All it was, I would go to the patient list, run a report from our EHR, tag them as a 30, 60, 90 patient. They open our dialer, send them a custom text, sends their name automatically. If they respond, great. If not, shoot them a call and had a nice voicemail feature that I could just click. And it saved me for every 50 patients, which would normally take me a few hours. I could get that done in 45 minutes. It was a personal touch that they weren't used to. And it didn't take a lot of effort on our end at all. That's how easy it is. And you can see that the 30, 60, 90 campaign is super powerful. And get this, it's already in your account when you sign up for Clinic Gym Connect. So if you're interested in following up with those patients who know, like, and trust you, and you want to do it at intervals like 30 days, 60 days, and 90 days, check out clinicgymconnect.com. Are you a chiropractor or physical therapist that believes in exercise, wants to make some money, and wants to provide the absolute best care for your patients? Well, then you are in the right place. I'm Dr. Josh Satterley, and this is Clinic Gym Radio, where we talk about the Clinic Gym hybrid model, which is combining the best parts of healthcare with active care and fantastic exercise programs to get patients the best care they can while helping you make more money in this game. This is Clinic Gym Radio, and I'm Dr. Josh Satterley. I'm excited for you to be here. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another exciting episode of Clinic Gym Radio. I am your host, as always, Dr. Josh Satterley. And today, it's another You've Got Me Babe type of interview where I don't really interview anybody, but I rather talk, uh, basically talk with myself, which I do quite often. But in this case, you get to listen in. Uh, what I wanted to cover today was something that I always get a lot of emails and questions and Facebook posts a lot about a lot, which is what is the model of the clinic gym hybrid? Now I had uh, starting this new year, by the way, happy new year to you. I hope you had a wonderful holiday season. I hope your new year is the best ever. Um, And before I go any further, we're trying something new this year. And so every month we're going to be doing a little uh, raffle. If you go in and leave a comment on this podcast, then you'll be entered to win a custom clinic gym hybrid tumbler. It's one of those like a Yeti tumbler, but it's made by a company called Arctic. So it's a nice uh, stainless steel tumbler. It's got our logo on it and you can fill it up with your tasty beverage of choice to uh, keep it cold, keep it hot, whatever. But I want to say thank you to everybody who leaves a comment. So every month we'll go in and look at all the new comments for that month and enter those people into a raffle, and then we'll post it on the Facebook page so that you can win a prize. So it doesn't have to be a five-star. Give me your honest feedback, but go ahead and leave it on whatever platform you are listening in on, if that's iTunes or Spotify or wherever. would love to get your feedback on the podcast. If you leave a comment, uh, then we will grab them every month and find a winner. 
Anyways, going back to the overview of the clinic gym hybrid model. Uh, it is the start of the year and I had, I've already had like four consulting calls. Um, I've only been back for two days. And uh, the thing that that's exciting because that means a lot of people are moving forward with their hybrid setup. It also means, uh, and, and the things that came up uh, produce a lot of questions. And it makes me think I haven't done a good job of explaining the model perfectly on the podcast. So I want to take today and explain the clinic gym hybrid model, what it's all about, how you make the money, how you serve your clients, how you train your staff, all those things, and see if I can simplify it for you there. All right. By the way, if you have any questions about this or ever want to start a discussion about any aspect of the Clinic Gym Hybrid model, of course, go to the Clinic Gym Hybrid discussion group on Facebook. If you're not a member, just get yourself added there and there's great discussions going on in there. Right now, there's one about uh, floor plan that somebody's asking. They have a clinic already set up and they want to tear down some walls to add a gym to it. So that's the best place to have those kind of conversations. All right. So jumping into the overview of the model, there are two parts of this model that I want you to understand. And I think this is where some confusion automatically starts. So I want to try and break this down as easy as possible. The first model or the first part of the model, excuse me, is that basically we're in a general sense, you have a clinic that's operating, you believe in and offer exercise as part of the care plan. Now that doesn't have to be workouts, but just like people don't leave your office without exercises. Um, that's the first part. So you have the clinic offering some rehab. I would say that the first part of the clinic gym hybrid model is really building out the clinical rehab portion of it, which we'll go into in a second. But first, let me cover the other aspect of it. If you get to a point where you have enough open space, and I think you know having 500 square feet is kind of the perfect starting point. 1,000 is better, but we have clients all the time with 175 square feet, 200 square feet, 300 square feet um, that, that pull this off. But what you want to do with that extra space is add a fitness component to your business. So fitness component, meaning you're offering recurring classes to people. Typically, these people are coming out of your clinic. Uh, you understand their injury history, you understand what they're all about, and they are joining your fitness classes for a high level of service and a high level of expertise. Side note, you'll never be able to offer the best amenities, the most space, the most hot tubs, saunas, all that stuff. Leave that to other people. But even the nicest gyms in the world, I go to a beautiful Lifetime Fitness here, they don't have experts there running all the classes. And that's what you'll provide in that fitness piece. So there are two parts to the system. There is the clinic that offers treatments and what I'll call clinical rehab. And then the second part is this bolt-on fitness membership-based program. All right. So let's cover the aspects of the first one. And that's really where you start. Once you have that clinic up and going, you have your clinical rehab going, it's really easy to add fitness. If you don't have that going, I would say focus your efforts there before you start a gym. So what can you do on that side? So to me, clinic is treating patients for pain, right? Getting them out of pain, getting, improving some range of motion or, or whatnot. And then it transfers into clinical rehab. The line between clinic and clinical rehab for me is this. I think you Clinical rehab starts when the patient comes in and they are only engaging the services of a non-healthcare provider. So they're only seeing your trainer or coach or whatever you want to call that person. They're coming in, they're paying for that appointment as part of their care plan, but that patient is not going to see a doctor in that visit ever. 
So that would be a clinical rehab um, appointment. Now, along the way, getting to that point, certainly they've seen the doctor and the doctor provider may have done, and this could be a physical therapist, could be a chiropractor, could be uh, whoever, even a massage therapist in the right setting, acupuncturist, et cetera. They have done pain relieving care and they have done rehab and they've done things. And then the patient has dealt with both the provider and this coach or rehab specialist along the way. But when I think you really have a robust clinical rehab system or clinical rehab aspect of your business set up is when patients are coming in and scheduling just with that coach and it's not encumbering the doctor's time. That is clinical rehab. So that's kind of step one is developing that. Maybe that's step two. I don't know. I think about it. Step one, you've already given your patients exercise, but if you're not giving your patients exercise, start there. That's like step zero exercise. I want to get some shirts made that say like sweat glands equal pain relief or something like that, because I think exercise just does so much to help our patients, whether they're chronic pain or um, recurring pain or even acute pain, you know, exercise, there's almost nothing it doesn't, that, that doesn't get helped by exercise. So talk a little bit, let's talk a little bit about this clinical rehab setting. Clinical rehab to me is using your space with the tools of exercise. So you might have the same dumbbells, kettlebells, bars, pull-up uh, machine or pull-up bars, all those things, TRX setup. Um, you're using those tools, but you're using them in a clinical setting. So this is really helping somebody regain the motion or the ability in typically one joint. And then it goes from that joint to the adjacent joint. So in the case of, you know, let's say they have a lumbar disc injury, which I'm sure you see quite often, they have a lumbar disc injury, you're, you're treating them and rehabbing them for that lumbar, uh, that lumbar disc area, you're focusing your efforts around there. Maybe then you'd move into adjacent segments like the hip. Maybe you move up to making sure they have full range of motion control of their thoracic um, or the thorax. And then you're also ensuring they have a stable core and mobile, uh, mobile extremities, right? So you're kind of working from center outward. So uh, along those lines, you're offering that. It's awesome. Doing well. What's the next step? Well, I think the next step is what I call the 80-50 rule which is hire a personal trainer or somebody that can become a personal trainer, somebody that wants to work with patients, but does not have a professional license. And you want to hire them because they're able to do about 80% of what you can do, but they only need about 50% of the cost. Maybe it's less than that. Maybe they don't even need to get paid 50% of what you do, but it's kind of that 80-50 rule. So when I say 80%, what can a highly skilled coach do? So I'm going to try and use the word coach instead of personal trainer because training and trainer become uh, difficult in this conversation, but a coach. So this coach could be anybody from your office that just shows a, an interest in working with people in exercise, work, loves working with active populations, doesn't have to be a personal trainer. In fact, kind of the worst people that get hired uh, by my consulting clients are typically ones with really long resumes about personal training. So um, the best people typically are an organic person within your practice that you just put the job offer out to and they go, oh man, that sounds like the greatest thing ever. So what can that coach do? Well, that coach can do a lot of things. We want to see about 80% of your workload come off your shoulders. 80% of the workload would include things like stretching, rehab exercises, range of motion, range of motion testing. You can do a lot of, in a lot of states, that person can do vital signs. 
Um, they can do height and weight. They can start the history, right? Just ask, hey, what are you coming in for? What area hurts the most? Can you describe it to me? Now, I'm not saying that we won't, that the doctor won't see them. All I'm saying is we're going to use that less, um, that lower paid individual to get as much work done as we can. In some offices, I've seen this done really well, where, for example, if you run the SFMA, which if you're not running the SFMA, come on, what are you doing? Like it's the greatest diagnostic method ever. But anyway, so uh, they're using the SFMA and they're filming people in that first visit. They're getting that range of motion on film so they can later show it back to the patient. That works very well. Um, yeah, so they're doing those things. Then in treatment, they can do muscle work, right? They can do hands-on muscle work. They could do something like Graston or Factor. Uh, they can do the integration with exercise. They, in a lot of places, they can tape, right? Uh, for example, rock tape has, I mean, half the people certified in rock tape got to be personal trainers. So they can do all those things. So in your clinic, what are the things that they can take off your plate and help you do providing great care? And what this does is, number one, it elevates that coach to a higher level, right? They feel awesome about the care they're doing. It, uh, the patient is able to get more time focused on them because you're not worried about making that dollar. You're offloading it to a lower paid individual. And then that also always allows for you as the doctor to really spend the time with the cases that need your time, that need your direct attention. And you can sit there and really spend extra minutes uh, going over special tests or deeper assessment or really understanding what's going on with somebody. So you want to hire that trainer. In my experience, a rough estimate, uh, those coaches, I, I need to stop saying trainer, coaches um, in a busy practice where the doctor is seeing about 80 to 100 people a week, they need one to one and a half uh, coaches who are trained up on it, right? So for every 40 hours you work as a doctor, you want to have 60 hours of a, a, of a coach who works alongside you, taking those people off those uh, off your shoulders. Way to think about when to send them to that uh, coach or trainer. <clears throat> Excuse me. A couple, of, uh, it's good to set up standards or criteria when to send them to the coach trainer. The easiest one that I tell a lot of people is this. If that person's in your clinic and they hit the three out of 10 pain or below, if they're reporting 10, three out of 10 pain or below, I think they can work 100% of the time with that trainer. Some special cases where you know, you need to continue like a true instability in a joint, especially the spine. Um, the person has recurrent or chronic pain and they, uh, you know, they kind of are an eggshell patient where they fall apart very easily. Maybe you need to hold on to them, but that three out of 10 seems to serve people very well. Another way to do it is if the person, even if their pain levels are higher, but all of their pain is from muscular or tissue-based issues rather than joint or nerve, I think they're a great candidate for training, right? So if they're, if they're dealing with headaches, like cervicogenic headaches, tension headaches that are really muscular-based rather than uh, bony alignment or neurological issues, man, push them to the trainer, get them exercising there. I think those are some lines. Now, everybody's different. Uh, I work a lot with old, what do I, how do I say, male, pale, and stale golfers. They're old, rich, white guys. Um, you know, they live in a two or three out of 10 pain all the time. So going to three out of 10 doesn't work in our arena. We got to push people over there earlier in their process. They might have four or five out of 10, but they're willing to do some exercise and whatnot. So that's clinical rehab is get somebody else doing it, train them up. Um, yeah. And get your patients to sign up for visits with that person 
solely. Now, if you're billing insurance, there are some, you know, caveats here. Obviously, you got to do what's legally allowed in your state and what's contractually required by the insurance companies. But, you know, most physical therapy offices have great physical therapy aides. Most um, doctor's offices and surgeons have great medical assistants and nurses. We need to offload as chiropractors, acupuncturists, physical therapists, we need to offload that care to another party in our office. Last thing I'll say about it. Uh, what people are looking for and the way you make money is when that patient is willing to go to that person because they realize that that coach has expertise. So how could they get expertise? Well, man, uh, let's think about a, muscul- a musculoskeletal expert that's going to be working nearby. Oh yeah, that's you. So it's your job. If you want this to be successful, that clinical rehab uh, business to be successful, it's your job to train the heck out of that coach. An easy way to do it is to have one to two hours a week where you do dedicated staff meeting and training, and uh, you go over important subjects. The way I would do it is look at a quarter of the year, so that's 12 weeks, basically, and you need to have 10 subjects to cover in those 12 weeks, 10 subjects to have in the 12 weeks. So this could be like um, next ability, rotator cuff rehab would be one week. Um, You could go over specific hip hinge exercises, right? And when to use them, when not to. Now I said I have 10 subjects over 12 weeks. The other two weeks, I always recommend you cover number one, red flags. I got burned by a a training client that had a red flag. Here's the story. Guy was in Paris with his wife. They flew back um, on Saturday. He goes to see my trainer on Monday. And um, works with them early in the morning, say like 6 a.m. or something. I come in for the day and my trainer says, hey, I was working with, I can't remember the guy's name, Mr. Johnson, let's just say, I was working with Mr. Johnson. Man, his calf was just like super tight. It's like red and swollen. And, you know, he was saying it felt super tight. And I realized right away, like this is a, a DVT or a blood clot or something, right? Like this is the textbook example of that, like long flight, seating, sitting, blah, blah, blah. Talks about tightness, deep red. And I was like, oh my God, what did you do? And he's like, well, it was pretty tight. So we foam rolled it for about five minutes. That didn't really help. So then I got a lacrosse ball. Uh, I had him get a lacrosse ball and dig into it. you know. And at this point, I'm like sweating. I'm scared. I'm like, well, did, what happened? Oh, he just worked out and he ended up going home, but said, he'll be back tomorrow. So here I am worried that I'm going to get a phone call. Oh yeah, that patient. Yeah, he died. So anyways, uh, I always cover red flags every quarter and red flags could be red flags with disc injuries. You could talk about numbness, tingling, just the basics of neurological issues. Um, you know, you can talk about all those things or how to deal with patients in pain. The second thing I would do every quarter is make sure that you have a method for people to sign up for visits and or memberships. I can't tell you how many freaking clinic gym hybrids screwed up by not having a good method to have people sign up. If it, if they say, Hey, I want to join you all. So many clinics are like, Oh, well, um, uh, gee, uh, yeah, we'd love to, uh, blah, blah, blah. And they like, just dance around the fact of get that person freaking signed up, get them to sign up for a bunch of sessions. But really I don't like sessions. I like memberships. If you have memberships, Make it as smooth as possible for that person to say, yes, I want to be a member and then have them <clears throat> walk over to the front desk and get signed up now. That is your job. So those are the two things you always have in the, every quarter. 
and then have 10 other subjects. And uh, we include a whole training program outline in our accelerator program, if that's something that you're interested in, but that's the most important. All right. So that covers the clinical rehab. Now going to the gym or the fitness component. So this is, once you have that clinical rehab going, you're going to end up with a lot of people who saw the value, a lot of patients who saw the value of exercise, uh, worked with your amazing uh, coaching staff and are like, Hey, I want more of this. And I will tell you a very common line from a lot of patients entering into a clinic gym hybrid is they look at the clinic, they look at the gym and they say out loud, Oh my gosh, I've always wanted something like this, but I didn't know it existed. So if you think that uh, you might want to do it, I'm telling you, there are people out there that want you to do this model. And anybody with a clinic gym hybrid, please throw a comment up in the Facebook group if you've had this happen to you, because it happens so often. All right. So you now that you have uh, people working with your coaches, they love it. They want more, right? Let's move on to the fitness component. So what do you do in the fitness component? To me, the fitness component is a transitional state from people that have completed care with you in the clinic. Then they moved into clinical rehab paid your trainer individually and solely for care or your coach. I'm sorry. I keep screwing that up. And then they say, I want something else. And so they move into a membership-based small group training class. The reason we want a couple things, the reason you want to do classes. Number one, if you do one hour sessions, which is the most common thing people do. Oh yeah. Just come in for an hour. You will realize quickly that if one person in one day, no shows on that uh, class, basically your profitability fell to zero. What's better is if you have four people coming in for a class, if one misses, don't worry, you still have three quarters of the money coming in for that hour. And I'll tell you right now, if you start doing the math, you realize it doesn't take a lot of no-shows for a fitness program to become unprofitable. So you want to do small group training. The other thing is small group training works so much better. It's so much more effective. It's so much, everybody gets better doing small group. Here's why. Number one, a coach can only motivate you so much, but I guarantee somebody listening here, excuse me, somebody listening here has had the experience of being in a gym and let's say you're, uh, let's say that you are doing, I don't know, deadlifts. And let's say you're struggling with 225, right? You're working your butt off to do 225 for eight reps. If some jabroni rolls up next to you and starts deadlifting 265, all of the sudden you will be able to increase your weight. You just need peers around you to push you. If somebody, I remember I was working out one time and it was deadlifts and running and I was deadlifting, moving some weight. And this tiny little blonde girl next to me, it was like a CrossFit type class. We got out to the run about the same time. And she paused for a second, took lip gloss out of her sports bra, put on lip gloss and decided to run. And at that moment, I had decided, okay, it's on. I'm going to beat you out of principle. Like anybody that stops midway in a workout to put on lip gloss, I must beat them. Unfortunately for me, she took off like a freaking jackrabbit. And I was working my tail off to even keep her in my sights. That still sticks out as one of the best workouts ever because of Lip Gloss Girl. Anyways, you want to have those people in class. You want to have divergent people. You want to have somebody, if there's some, you know, Tom Plummer always uses the, uh, he has a saying, it's like the fat chick and skinny chick. The 
if the fat chick has been in your class longer, you ask her to coach the skinny chick. The, now the fat chick feels great, right? If the opposite is true, the if the skinny chick is coaching the fat chick, then the fat chick is more motivated to lose weight if that's her goal, right? And that dynamic, and yes, some people may be pissed off. I just described it that way. Um, deal with it. It happens in gyms, but you want that disparity, that disparity between people. You want everybody to be beaten by somebody else in class and you want them to beat everybody else in class because that balance makes it super exciting. The other thing about it, you can demonstrate expertise and that's really what you're selling. I'm telling you, I cannot get that through people's head enough. It's We're selling expertise in this model. It's great to sell expertise when one client sees you progress or regress another client. So one client's doing squats and they look over and wonder why Joe's not doing squats and you're your coach is over there going, all right, Joe, I know your back's hurting. So listen, we're going to do, uh, we're going to switch this up to single leg. I'm going to have you hold that kettlebell nice and low. That way it should not aggravate your back. All right. Try a couple reps. All right. It doesn't hurt. Fantastic. That not only worked for Joe, it worked for everybody watching your coach work with Joe. And they realized, man, this place is different. This place is awesome. These guys are experts. I want to send my friends and family here. Right. That is the best thing that can happen. It only happens with small group. It doesn't happen in individual training and doesn't really happen in large group training. So that's the other aspect. Finally, the other reason is you can put together killer workouts in stations for these people and be very efficient in space. However, you don't need a ton of equipment because you're not running 20 people in a class through. And when you have... uh, multiple people working out at stations, the pace of exercise always is higher. Always. Uh, People don't drag their feet or mess around or want to talk in between sets like they do in one-on-one training. So if anybody listening has ever done one-on-one personal training, you know how much time can be wasted by by your client talking and small group exercise gets away from that. So everybody wins. It's better profitability for the business. It's better income for the trainer because their income, if it's if they're doing a commission structure based on clientele or income for the hour, they're going to always maintain that three quarters or higher amount of money, and the clients get better results. Right, that is the goal. So, small group, per, uh, it's personalized training. Small group personalized training, about four people per coach. Uh, you can do it with two people per coach, three people per coach, four. It maxes out with six, and if you have six people per class you better have a stud trainer coach to pull that off. It's very difficult to provide that high level of service in six people in an hour. I think four is the sweet spot. That level of service and that level of training also allows you to charge a higher premium. So most of our clients are looking between, you know, I used to say 200 to 250, but I recently looked and I would say the average is somewhere between like 220 and 300 for monthly membership. That's small group, uh, personalized training two to three times a week. Do not sell unlimited. Just please, I beg you, don't. Um, but yeah, it's sitting around there. So it allows you to get a lot of money out of a small space. Um, you can be very selective about what equipment you have, partly because the square footage of your space will dictate that, but also allows you to put together the best equipment for your people. And that's what really matters. So I think that's it. So let's see, we covered... Uh, clinic, clinical rehab, right? Getting people to work with the, that clinical rehab leads into the fitness component and the fitness component. You want to get to memberships. I want to 
definitely send home that mem- that message. Memberships are the way to go. Memberships, it's a better business. It's why Netflix, Costco, uh, Dollar Shave Club, it's why they're all kicking butt. And it's why Taco Bell just launched a taco membership here in Las Vegas. Membership is just a way better business model. I can't describe how cool it is until you're in it. So I hope that was useful. I hope you enjoyed this. And we will cover more subjects in the future. My goal for the first quarter of this year, at least, is to do less interviews and more description of the model and making sure everybody has the components to run it. And hopefully more uh, clinic gym hybrids get launched this year than ever before. So that would be super exciting. I'll continue to look for great guests to have on here. And as always, if you're interested, go to clinicgymhybrid.com. Check out our accelerator program if you're interested in getting started with this. If you have any questions, you can always email me at josh at Clinic Gym Hybrid. And finally, please, uh, if you enjoy this podcast, help us get it out to more people by going into your podcast app and just leaving a review. Helps us out, doesn't cost you a dime. And you, uh, we will enter everybody who tries that, we'll enter everybody into a raffle this month for a cool insulated tumbler with our logo on it. And uh, yeah, you can sit back this summer when you have memberships going. Fill up your tumbler with an icy cold beverage and bask in the fact that life's pretty damn good. So I hope that uh, gets your motor going. With that, I will leave us the way I always leave it by saying, go out there, maximize your license and live the life you dream of. Thanks guys for listening. Thanks a lot for listening to Clinic Gym Radio. If you're looking for more information about me, about us, about our programs, then just head to clinicgymhybrid.com. Again, that's clinicgymhybrid.com. You can check us out there. We've got our accelerator program and a few other programs that will help you get up and running as quickly as possible and making more money while providing excellent active therapy to your patients.